we, we didn't, didn't sign, sign up, up for, for this, this shit. shit. Is this thing on? Hello? Yeah. Testing. Testing. Oh, it's hey, guys. On. It's on. Good, 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 good. <laughs> hey, this is Andrew. And, uh... I'm Minya. And welcome to Hardly Adult. And today we are on episode 14 and we're going to be talking about camping. Camping? Does that sound exciting? I mean... I like I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna share my feelings about it in a little bit and kind of how I've had mixed feelings about it and whatnot, but there you go. Um, over here really loves camping. I so. do I do really like <laughs> camping. So we're just gonna go over some basics. I feel like a lot of people, myself included, had no idea how to camp when they first started and uh, when I first started. And it is something that I still am picking up things that make things easier. So. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, the part of life, well, like, how do I say this? A lot of life is really not knowing how to do anything, but just doing stuff and putting it all together and seeing what works. Oh, it's true. Right? It's true. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of the premise of our whole podcast, the hardly adulting, like we are, but it's like, yeah, barely. Absolutely. And (laughs) And we're learning something new every day. Sorry for interrupting you. It's okay. It's gone now, but it's okay. No, Um, sorry. I was just like very like into it. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, what is, Kind of, what is the number one overarching thing you want people to know about camping? Oh, there's a lot. Um, I mean, if you the, had to pick one. It, I can't just pick one. That's why there's a whole damn Sorry, episode about it. And not, a, and not a real. <laughs> I know, but like, what yeah. comes to your head? Like, Be prepared. There you go. I Yeah, I guess. Um, so we'll kind of just <laughs> go over do's and don'ts, supplies to take, supplies that you might not need, uh, and different kinds of camping, shit like that. Yeah, we'll even talk about, like, if glamping is real camping, but we won't say anything yet. We want to surprise you guys. But it's not. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think it is... I think you should kind of start this one off because you're all-knowing when it comes to camping. You've gone a lot more than I have. I think in my whole life I've probably gone four times. Shit, I went four times when I was five. And I'm almost 25. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I've been lucky to first have grandparents that love camping. So a lot of what I did when I was very little was camping in a trailer that was, you know, hauled by grandpa's truck. Uh, well, it was like GMC Yukon or some shit, but big car. Um, Mm -hmm. and I did that for the longest time. Uh, actually the last time I remember using that trailer, I was 16. It was just parked out front that time. It was a spare bedroom, but still used it. Um, (laughs) But aside from those grandparents on my mom's side, grandparents on my dad's side have had a tradition since uh, all my aunts and uncles were kids of going up every year for a little family reunion, uh, camping, and they've continued that throughout the years. So it's actually coming up again next month, babe. You know that, and hopefully yeah, you're I'm excited kind of about excited. it. Yeah, I am. No, it's um, a lot of fun. Yeah. With your family and, you know, it's a good time out in nature. So I've had all that. And then, of course, I was a Boy Scout for six years. Speaking of him being a Boy Scout, you know, I, when we started dating, I always thought it was a joke. Like, he'd be like, I'm a Boy Scout. I don't lie. And I don't know about the lying part. If it's... If that's true or not, because I feel like everyone lies a little bit. Um, But, like, the Boy Scout part... (laughs) Honest, 
Abe. Stop. Point in case. The Boy Scout part, I thought it was just a joke. And, like, every time he'd tell me that, I'm like, okay, you're a Boy Scout. And then finally she was over at my house one time and I found my uniform. Yeah. And she was like, holy shit, you were telling the truth that whole time? I just couldn't believe it. Whatever, hater. Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, we'll kind of just get started with kind of basic supplies for tent camping, I would say. That's probably the most common kind of camping. You're not going to ask me about my experience with camping? Well, shit, babe, I don't know these things. (laughs) What about your experiences with camping, other than the, like, what, twice, three times that you and I have gone? Yeah, we've gone, like, three times, and then, like, I went once with my family, which is, it's really strange, because when my mom was a kid, her family would go camping for weeks at a time when they were younger, every year, so I just, I think it's because it was a lot easier, and, you know, my mom was raised in Bosnia, and, like, a lot of the time, like, people got just a whole month off every year paid so they always went on trips um but anyways like the one time that i did go with my family yeah um it was raining really bad and this was in the (laughs) summer too and i we were not prepared i we had a few blankets but it was it was freezing and like i was just like miserable the whole time because of that and then After that, I was like, I don't know if I ever want to go camping again. Like, I don't think there's anything fun about that. And, like, you know, no actual showers and bathrooms and, you know, all that fun stuff. So, you know, that's why I had mixed feelings about it. But the times that we've gone together have actually been really fun. And we've been prepared. And we do, like, a lot of fun stuff and just connect with nature, you know? Maybe maybe not the Jordan L trip, but... Yeah, I mean, not the worst. <laughs> Could have been worse. The car was just so uncomfortable. It it sure. was. It was. I'm glad we did have a car big enough, sort of, to oh, at yeah. least lay out. But oh, yeah. yeah, so mixed feelings about it. But now I'm just like you know, it's a lot of fun connecting with the outdoors. I just still sometimes wish there was like a shower and you know, like, running water. I think that's really all that I'll need, and I don't even need to be using my phone. I mean, I've proved that. Like, we've always gone to places where there's no service, so... That's true. Um, and like I've said, I mean, we can... And then we'll get into this more in equipment uh, when we talk about equipment, but we can get one of those showers that is basically just gravity-fed, so we'll get, like, a five-gallon bucket, put it up in a tree, and it'll just create the pressure needed for you to shower even has like shower head attached yeah, and shit that's and then the, cool. like screen thing so yeah yeah it's pretty pretty nice i mean i won't be able to take the longest shower but all i need is when i'm out you know in the wilderness 10 minutes or so 10 whole minutes will that waste all the water and you want it to all be hot <laughs> um Babe, warm? I'm, we're not taking a boiler warm. with us. I mean, it's gonna be, like, warm outside, so it doesn't need to be hot. How about, like, a cold shower that's five minutes? <laughs> I don't know what kind of fucking bucket and heating system Damn. you think I'm taking, Well, babe. I, you know, we need to figure that one out to <laughs> see what we could do. We just went from no warm, showers to I need, I need a ten-minute hot shower. Ten minutes is nothing. Okay, five-minute hot shower. In the middle of nowhere. Five-minute warm shower. Does that work? I mean, we'll figure it out. (laughs) But anyways, that was like a little tangent right there, but you can go ahead and um, continue talking about tent camping. Um, Sorry to interrupt, guys. My sister is engaged now. What? Yeah. Oh, Um, wow. Congrats, Abigail. Oh, wait. Was I allowed to say her name? I don't know. Just don't say her middle and last name, I guess. Fuck it. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. There's so many in the world, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You fire I mean, if, if we, like, we can delete that part. 
No, it's yeah. fine. Um, um, but that's wow. Yeah, congratulations. What? So, Abigail, I'm... if and when you listen to this, congratulations. Yeah, Shout congratulations. Out to you. That's awesome. You know, I'm just waiting. No. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, <laughs> Wow. Where are we? Tent camping. Okay, <laughs> let's move on from that topic. <laughs> uh, but tent camping. Explain to our wonderful listeners what this tent camping is. All right. Well, this is some big brain shit, but that is when you go camping and you sleep in a tent. What is a tent? Okay. No, we're not playing that game. No, I mean, there might be some people that don't know that haven't gone camping. Like, they've heard of a tent, but I don't know, maybe they don't know what it is. <laughs> I really am struggling to imagine a scenario where somebody with above a second grade reading level does not know what a tent it is. It is a joke. It was a um, joke. Um, so... Well, damn. On. <laughs> <laughs> so, it anyway. Was, you're supposed to laugh and then move on. Well, I was... <laughs> Very confusing. So, anyway, <laughs> as we were saying originally, tent camping is probably going to be the most common sort of camping that anybody experiences. Uh, it's generally the cheapest because you're not buying a, an RV or a trailer. You're not renting a cabin. and But it could get expensive, It can right? definitely get expensive, and I would be lying if I hadn't, if I didn't, say that I've spent probably $500 on our camping equipment so far and the list is nowhere near complete. Yeah. Are there, you know, different types of tents? There are so many different types of tents, babe. And we could probably have an episode just going over all of them. But just to give you guys a basic sport, rundown, yeah. there are dome tents, which four-sided, shaped like a dome. Basic, right? Pretty basic. Uh, depending on how big you go, you can get those anywhere from one person all the way up to, mm, I'd say eight people, maybe 10 is a large dome tent. Mm -hmm. Um, then they have what are called cabin style tents. Those ones give you a little more space inside so you can stand up straight. Is that the one we have? That is the one that we have as a cabin style tent. Cool. I like the one we have. Um... Ours is actually made for 10 people, 12 people, I think, even though it's just the two of us and the dog. Um, yeah. The idea, people though, camping with us. people can go camping <laughs> with us, which we strongly urge. Uh, the other idea, if it's, you know, you guys just getting prepared to go camping with your whoever, friend, family, significant other, yourself. A uh, bigger cabin tent is going to make it so you can keep all of your equipment inside. Uh, have a blow-up mattress with a frame if you wanted to, which, honestly, I recommend. It's a lot better than sleeping on a rock all night. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reason we do that is, again, keep all the equipment inside in case it rains, in case of animals, whatever. Um, and then we also can keep the dog kennel. So when we have our dog camping with us, which she fucking hates, um, we can fit everything. Uh, so those are like the two main tent designs, really. Oh, like the designs. Yeah. The Is there like a heated tent? So you can get bougie tents that have like a place to put a, a heat pipe so you can put a stove in or something to get no, it some No, just heat. ones that you can, like, turn on and they're heated. Like, that you battery power or something. No. Not that they, I know They of. should make that because it would be very convenient, less blankets needed. Sure, but then you have to have a material that can survive that heat and can also conduct heat and... It can happen. ...figure it out. So, yes, they probably have that. I'm not down to spend six grand on it fucking tent well i guess you just don't want me to be warm you've been camping with me it's not that bad <laughs> holy shit i'm just kidding okay to be fair we've been camping in the summer 
for the most part. Okay. Not the well, other seasons. as I am trying to get to, <laughs> you also have different seasons that you can buy your tent for. So there's two season, three season, and all season tents. Two season and three season, uh, kind of the same. They're designed for summer and like spring. Three season technically throws in fall because you can get some frost and some extra rain. Uh, and then all season is designed for uh, winter. So those ones will be thicker. They'll usually be like um, like a kind of like metal foil kind of thing to reflect your body heat, keep it inside, and also That's to keep nice. the wind and everything out. Mm -hmm. um, those do get pretty expensive pretty quick, which is why we don't have one. We have three seasons. No, two. Well, three season. It's pretty waterproof but with no, the rain like, fly on. Not all seasons. Yeah. yeah, we don't have an all season tent. So we can't go winter camping in winter. Not yet. Oh, but somebody here has been like, hey, we should go camping in the winter. I didn't say we were prepared for it. I said we should go. <laughs> we should go and then just freeze to death. I didn't say we wouldn't get prepared for it beforehand. Damn, you and your extremes. <laughs> well, we we need money to be prepared, folks. Um. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah. So how how the hell do you put up a tent and what's the what's the word for that? How do you pitch pitch a tent? Pitch a tent. So, to do it in the camping way and not the boner way. You, Wait, what? What? That's, that's a term. He's pitching a tent. He's got a boner. Oh, is that really? Yeah. yeah, it is. What are all these terms? Either I'm too young or too old. I don't know. You're too young, fucking Gen Zer. <laughs> but anyway. I'm just kidding. So, setting up a tent first, good luck. I <laughs> will say that right now. Also, folding a tent. Damn near impossible. The most I've ever yelled at an inanimate object is oh, yeah. probably trying to put a fucking tent away. Yeah. Uh, the instructions are going to be vastly different for every single tent that you have. Mm. The idea, though, is make sure it's clean, dry, get rid of all the dust and dirt off of it, fold it, push out the air, and roll it up. And then, of course, the opposite for that. You'll have some... Uh, poles that are put together it's again going to be in your instructions so i won't go too into detail um but yeah really the one thing i can recommend the most with tents is buy what you need and don't go above that uh, yeah because i feel like the instructions aren't really the best the instructions are not the best and it's like, Get, like our, a youtube video or something right and, like, our tent is great for family-style, like, easy camping where you can drive to the site because our tent also weighs, like, 35, 40 pounds. Uh, it's really difficult to carry that a long distance, so you're generally only going to use that in, like, designated camping areas. We'll have a smaller tent for when we go, like, backpacking and stuff. Okay. Um... Which is actually our next kind of camping type. So you've got your tent camping. You've also got backpacking, which is tent camping, but... It's in your backpack. It's in your backpack. Like or, like, ev on it. Everything that you take with you is in your backpack. That's and scary. The idea is that you get lightweight things so that you have everything you need. It just doesn't weigh too much. And the idea is that you hike into your destination, carrying everything you'll need. I don't know how I feel about that one. I've already done it a couple times. It's pretty fun. Um, and if I, as a diabetic, can do it, we can do it. It's true. I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, won't really go too much into that. Um, backpacking. Backpacking. There are a lot of different backpacks that you guys can buy for backpacking there are soft frame steel frame um to name just the two that i can really like think of off the top of my head and then of course you go into different sizes all the way from like a 15 liter day bag all the way up to a 
60 or 80 liter I'm on a two week track bag sounds very heavy well that's the idea so my cousin that did the um like pan Arizona road or whatever she mm. went from Phoenix all the way up to four corners I think mm-hmm. um and she just hiked it her base weight which is all of her clothes and equipment and everything not counting her water um, her base weight for everything to get her that like 600 700 miles was 27 pounds I think 17 mm. pounds that's it that's still a lot um. yeah if you have it distributed correctly on your back and you're not in awful shape it's really not that bad was she like by herself doing that mm-hmm. that sounds really scary uh, she had... I personally couldn't. She had her cell phone, of course. Um, a lot of miles, though. They also had a long-range radio, I'm pretty sure, so that she could be in contact with her parents. That's good, but yeah, that is, like, takes a lot of effort and guts, and because six, you said 600 miles, like... It might only be, like... 300 because it's like 650 700 from salt lake to phoenix still, so i mean i can barely hike like two miles so. yeah i mean it took her <laughs> so shit but so. i mean props props to her yeah props to her um so anyway those are the kind of campings that i have had the most experience with mm-hmm. um and those are the campings that i've taken you on is tent camping mm-hmm. uh another one that i've had some experience with especially as a younger kid like i was talking about was is trailer camping and that is exactly what it sounds like you have a trailer that's generally powered by propane or solar um and it will have a bed it will have a little kitchenette are those heated those are heated yes um and then even with that, you've got different options. You could get a trailer trailer, which, of course, is exactly what it sounds like. It's going to have, like, metal sides, metal top, air conditioning, heating, and whatnot inside. Yeah, okay. Those are, I'd say, mid-range price, um, but still, like, $35,000, $40,000. That's a lot for just a trailer. For a really good one, though. Um... um but then the smaller ones are called tent trailers, and those ones are basically like a combination between a trailer and a tent. So they come in like this, still like trailer sized, but it's this little box. Um, uh, yeah, those ones are like a little box kind of thing. It's still a trailer, but you pop it up and expand it so that you have room for your beds and whatnot. Um, those ones are a little bit cheaper. Pretty affordable. Pretty, well, yeah. I mean, probably like 13000 for a really nice one. Um, Bro, but I also was looking these... at ones that are like 6000 I don't know, babe, because I've never had one. <laughs> and I've only ever looked a couple of times, and I go bougie with my stuff. I know, so. but that's just still so much money for something that just pops up and, you know, it's the space, like. It technically has to be registered as a trailer and. All of this other stuff too. That's so much Passing money. Street legal and able to go that's eighty miles rich. an hour with you. But yeah, that's why tent camping is so popular. Yeah, and I can't imagine RVs, but those are probably like hundred thousand, right? Again, it depends on what you go for, but since they're basically a home on wheels, yeah, they're going to be pretty expensive. The yeah, people cheaper ones those. that I was looking at were sixty thousand. Yeah. And those were for like RVs built in the nineties. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you're going to live in it, it's, like, cheaper than a regular house, so. It is. And then you get the freedom (laughs) of living wherever the hell you want. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Look at the bright side. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, kind of a little side story with that. I have been trailer temp camp, or, sorry, trailer RV camping, but still, it's camping, there's not like TV on. There's so you would not... consider it camping, trailers and I, RVs. They're getting there. Sorry, so I'm just. In I that just particular had to, case, I would still consider it camping. However, f- 
from experience, there are people, including a very, very close friend of mine, um, whose idea of camping is going in this fully furnished, uh, nice-ass RV that has a flat-screen TV, an Xbox, and satellite internet. That's wild. Yeah. How much was that RV? Do you know? That sounds really expensive. Judging from how large it was and knowing this family, I would say it probably cleared six figures. Jesus Christ. That's insane. But yeah, so you're saying once it has all, like, the technology and, like, all that, you know... Yeah, technology, it's not If it's, it's not no camping. different than being at your house, like, if you're gonna just go to the middle of nowhere and do the same shit you would do at your house, that's not camping. It's not, okay. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's kind of my thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've been hogging it, babe. What are uh, <laughs> I mean, not really. I just wanted to say, like, with RVs, like, you'll have, like, a full-sized bathroom and, like, shower and stuff, too, right? So well, maybe not full-size, but it'll not have, like... Not, like, full-size. Um, so, like, in the trailer that my, my my grandparents used to have, it had, again, not full-size, but you had the choice between a bath or a shower, and then it was an actual toilet, and then... Honestly, like, that trailer bathroom was as big as our bathroom in the two-bedroom at Riverfront. Okay. That's pretty good size. So, like, does that distinguish actual camping? Do you think, like, having access to those resources, like... No, because the they're... shower and stuff. There are places you can go, like Jordan L. Reservoir in Utah, that have showers and yeah. plumbing and running water. More and... places should do that. They do, but they're, like, the bigger recreation areas. Glen Canyon, uh, Lake Powell, shit like that, Flaming Gorge, they'll all have plumbing and showers, but they're super popular. Mm, okay. Maybe one day we'll have an RV. I mean, we can always look at renting one. Yeah, that's that's a good point, too. There's a whole-ass movie about renting RV. an RV. RV, yeah. yep. Yeah, I should watch that. I mean, I don't even remember what's about at this point, because I watched it, like... It's Probably a, 15 years it's, ago. Um, it's Robin Williams, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure it's Robin Williams, but he's like this super busy salesperson, and his family really wants to disconnect and like go on vacation, yeah, so he rents an RV, and he's like, oh, this is our vacation, and it isn't really a vacation because he's going there to like make a pitch and get this local Colorado soda company to like be represented by his marketing firm or whatever the fuck mm. and then turns into this whole thing about how he does love like not being this corporate stick and yeah it's pretty not funny many movie, people though. like being corporate sticks that's for sure true um true. <laughs> but yeah i mean that's all i kind of have to say about that one what about cabins like what do you have to say about those so cabins my experience kind of limited um I think we've talked about it on the episode, and I'm sure you're going to laugh when I say it anyway, but back in diabetes camp, yep, there it is. Uh, <laughs> he means band camp, just kidding. I do no, mean band camp, when I was actual... shoving flutes up my, oh wait, what? That uh, no, was actually diabetes camp. Actually was diabetes camp, but it was at this like boys and girls camp kind of thing with cabins, and it's like not overly nice, but gives you some bunk beds and a place to get away from the wind. I don't think that they... There's bathrooms and stuff, too. It depends on what cabin. The ones that I was at didn't have any bathrooms or plumbing. I don't even think they had heating or cooling. Mm. They had electricity, so if you had a fan, Mm. you could air shit out. But, yeah, it got really hot in the day. Okay. In there. Okay, yeah, actually, honestly surprising to hear coming from me but I've stayed in cabins a few times um I stayed like for a couple for peer when I was like joining peer court um to volunteer we did like a you know cabin three-day trip and then when I was in Bear Lake with my family stayed in a cabin a few years ago for New Year's I stayed in this big-ass cabin in Yuba Lake it was like so nice um, 
there have been multiple other times, but I've done that. For the most part, they were all pretty nice. Um, the Bear Lake one was kind of like the cabin you're talking about without anything. There were bathrooms, though. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't, like, it was very, when, when I was at Bear Lake, it was very uncomfortable because it was hot and, like, we did have the fan, but it didn't do shit and... You know, I need some kind of cooling when it's super hot. Like, how do you sleep, you know? Um, well, I mean, luckily, like, every camp and, well, cabin that I've experienced has been in the mountains, so you're still hitting 60 yeah, degrees. Yeah, this was not, I mean, Bear Lake's not really in the mountains. That's true. Well, it depends on what part, but yeah. Yeah, and it was in the summer, and it was just, like, miserable because it was so hot. Um, yep. So, what, what about our cabin's real camping? What's the verdict? I feel like real camping is relative to the person, but overall, if I had to say, oh, I'm camping, I'm going to be tent camping or, like, trailer camping without internet. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we could, like, let's say with cabin, like, camping, like, like, let's say we go, like, stay in a cabin. I mean, if it was, like, one of those where there's hardly anything and... It's just basically a structure to keep over you like a tent and you don't have like a TV well, and all that sure. stuff I mean, and yeah. basically camping. I mean, Again, in our I, perspective. Yeah, everything's relative. But it yeah, is, sure. but our perspective. Because sure. um, yeah. you do always, you have opinions on what's real camping and what's not, so <laughs> that's always... You know. I just don't consider glamping camping, but that's all. Yeah. If you have time to do your makeup while you're camping, you're probably not camping probably do that in a regular tent too you could but mirror. why would you <laughs> it's true i i never like the times <laughs> that we've gone camping i don't understand that whole thing like i've never worn makeup because you're gonna get sweaty you're gonna get gross like you're gonna get dirt you're, you're putting, on you you're putting bug spray on yourself caught. too yeah. so like if you're doing that and then you're putting makeup on it's just like all this extra stuff just keep your face clear let the nature like you know, soothe it, and it's a great time. Like, I'm not judging you guys if, you know, you do put on makeup while you're doing that stuff. It's whatever you want to do. Um, it's just more comfortable without that. Yeah. Um, so, just a few more things. I know we're already above a half hour, but... So, really quick, just want to point out well, not really quick. We'll take our time. It's our fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, Shit. Who so set the rules? there are essentially two different types of camping, like depending on whether you're going to a designated, regulated, controlled site. Those ones are generally going to have paved or gravel roads all the way in. They are going to have probably a concrete pad of some sort for chairs tables they might have chairs and tables or benches and whatnot fire pits the whole nine yards they'll have kaibos or you know bathrooms porta potties outhouses whatever you want to call them um it's, excuse my ignorance but what's a kaibo outhouse okay yeah it's just another name okay yeah um and then those pe those ones will generally be operated by a camp host, which is somewhere near the entrance to the camp. They're usually there in a, a cabin that was built for them, or uh, they'll have a trailer or something. It's always nice to have someone if you need help. Yeah, and that's the nice thing is even, like, we went to a designated campground when we were in Colorado, and that was no service, bear country... But there were people a mile away. I was literally, like, sleeping at night, but I had, like, one eye open. Just kidding, not really. But, like, <laughs> I wasn't sleeping all the way because I would hear this rustle and automatically <laughs> think it was a bear. So yeah. that's something I still have to calm my anxiety about. <laughs> yeah. And that actually is um, a good segue, but really quick, the other version of, of camping other than at maintained designated sites is... Uh, backcountry or dispersed camping um, where you're just on public lands, federally owned land, state owned land, Bureau of Land Management, whatever. Um, public land is our land. So you're able to go, you're able to camp, 
there are certain rules that you have to abide by, like you cannot have a fire within a quarter mile of any road while you're dispersed camping. Um, you cannot, you know, defecate or get rid of human waste within a quarter mile of any body of water. I mean, all things that make sense, yeah, really, right? All, all things that make sense. Um, the other important thing to realize when you're dispersed camping is even though it's your public lands, it's also nature's public lands. And while there are more people in designated campgrounds and certain methods that are employed to kind of drive especially dan quote-unquote dangerous wildlife away from those campgrounds for everybody's safety and the animals' safety, <laughs> dispersed camping doesn't get that. So you're in their home. If you are 10 feet away from a bear den, that's on you. That's not on the bear. So you kind of need to be more skilled in, like, the area or kind of have some skills to know exactly where you're putting down, like, yeah. setting up. Yeah, you just want to be mindful of things, really. Um, so why in the world would anyone want to go backcountry camping? Because it's fun. Because you get to go places that potentially no one else has traveled before. Yeah. Like I mean, that's, you know, that's definitely for those people who are, like, always, like, looking for that thrill, you know? Um, but there's, there's all <laughs> sorts of different reasons. Like, treasure hunting is a big one. There's actually a story that I've heard of. Um, this guy, I think he's from Colorado or something, that hid a fortune of, like, $10 million somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. That's all that he said, is it somewhere in the United States, Rocky Mountains. They find it? Nope. So are we going to go or what? He hit it 40 years ago. So the fact that it hasn't been found tells me it might never be found. So it might not even exist. It, and that's something that's been speculated. Because it might like, not have ever existed. Someone might have already found it and decided not to disclose that. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, disclose it and people come after it or something. It, right. But, but okay, I can see why backcountry camping can be cool, but it's like, so you're just basically like peeing behind a bush for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I've done that. I'm not so, there yet. <laughs> so maybe one one day in the future we'll do that but yeah no it's it's pretty fun i've done that once um with my cousin robbie you know that s bend up in big cottonwood canyon it's like a giant ass s curve it's the only one in the canyon yeah it's hard for me to remember stuff like that fair but anyway <laughs> yeah i've gone up there you just went a couple miles off the road and we found a clearing and I think somebody had already actually dispersed camped there because they were the remnants of a fire pit and whatnot. Okay, so my question is, like, how do you know you're okay to camp in that spot? Like, will it, like, give you, like, signs, like, you can't camp here or, like, you can't do something? And if it doesn't have those, you can just do Yep, it. so uh, there are maps and apps and, like, devices nowadays that will be able to use your GPS location to tell you, hey you are on um, Bureau of Land Management land, or you are on State of Utah-owned land. Um, Does that make a difference? That makes it acceptable to camp there, because those are your tax dollars that are paying for that land. Mm. The ones that are not okay and are generally very clearly marked by a fence or signs or a combination are private properties. Yeah, okay. What about parks? Can you camp in a park? You cannot, but those ones also say on the signs, no camping per city ordinance, whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Who would want to camp in a park anyway? Homeless people. Okay, okay, I take that back. <laughs> I would take that, I take that back. That is not what I meant. I just meant, like, you know, people who are wanting to go camping. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, okay, um, cool. 
But yeah, so with either of those maintained sites or dispersed camping, there mm-hmm. are certain things that um, you should follow both as a courtesy and in a lot of places to obey the law. Um, mm-hmm. One of those is anything that you take with you, you take back with you. So, especially with dispersed camping, if you go in there with a 12-pack of beers, you can drink all 12 of those, but you damn well better be leaving with a cardboard box and 12 cans of empty beer. So, what about, like, nature-related stuff? Like, that's kind of, like, wood or, like... So, um, stuff like that, are you allowed to leave that or should you be taking that as well? You shouldn't be taking it in in the first place. Reason being is there are lots of invasive species that can travel in firewood and any type of like wood. So mm-hmm. you want to try and buy your firewood where you're going or near where you're going. You want to collect firewood only where you're at don't like collect it in one place and then go to a different state and use it there because if you accidentally take like a pine beetle somewhere you could devastate a forest by taking firewood there well so if you are buying it there can you leave it or should you be taking it if you buy the wood there you can leave it but Like, on the ground. Yeah, it's just wood. Okay, and so, like, I mean, I can't really think of any other nature-related things, but for the most part, take everything. Yep. In in the maintained sites, though, there will usually be, like, dumpsters and stuff. Yeah, there will usually be, like, dumpsters. Um, Depending on where you're at, they might be bear-locked. And people, I've heard, uh, people are like, oh, you know, why are these bear locks like i i don't know i i don't remember exactly what the saying is but basically like somebody asked a yellowstone ranger why bear locked garbage cans were designed the way that they are and because they're not really that difficult and at the end of the day a really smart bear can still get into one right Uh, And the guy was, I don't know if it's true or not, but was quoted as saying there's a significant overlap between the intelligence of the dumbest human and the smartest bear. You gotta make that garbage can so a human can open it too. Um, yeah. I mean, that's true too. But for a bear not to open it. Right. But they would only, like, open if they smell it, right? Yep. But those are supposed to contain the smell though, right? Not necessarily. So what is it for? They're just made of thicker steel, and uh, generally, like, the latch is protected so that only a human-sized hand can reach in to lift it up. Okay, so that's what it's for, like, basically, like, it's so there it can be just hard to, to get into. Exactly, yeah. Because the more human food a wild animal has, the more accustomed they become to having that food, and the more that they might do to try and get that food you know i'm just like picturing in my head right now like sleeping in a tent and this bear acting like a human trying to (laughs) unlock it and just like being like oh trying everything and not being able to so related to you know the food especially and bears and tents um Especially if you're in an area that is marked as known bear country, you want to keep your food in locked containers away from where you're sleeping. And if you can, you know, hang it in a tree or something, that's going to be your best bet. What about the car? Car works too, as long as you're not sleeping right next to the car. Like, is there a chance they can, like, damage the car? Trying to get to the food? Oh, yeah. A bear is absolutely capable of breaking a window or flattening a tire easily. But, like, what directs... Okay, this is kind of going way too off topic. Never mind. I just want to know what directs them to that. Because, like, we we were in areas where there were supposed bears, but they never 
came. It's because I know how to responsibly dispose of food. Yeah, but if they can smell it, they could still possibly be in the area. Mm -hmm. And I can almost guarantee you that at some point throughout one of the nights that we were there, there was a bear within half a mile of our campsite. So I'm never going camping again. (laughs) So here's the other thing, is I have seen bears while camping. As long as you maintain your distance, you don't like look at them or bother them, huh? Depends on the bear. But for the most part, if you are too close, they'll let you know they're uncomfortable, and you will do everything in your power to become as big as you can. Actually, there's a difference between brown bears and black bears, but at the moment, I can't remember. One of them you're supposed to play dead. One of them you're supposed to act like you're bigger than them. These are things we should all be prepared for before going camping. It's true. Yeah, so make sure you know which is which so you can live. Yep. Um, Anyways, camping's fun. Uh, What Uh, is this what season question mark? What what season ago? We kind of talked about that when we were going over the... Right, depending on the tent types and stuff. Yeah, depending on the tent types and whatnot. Um, Okay. And then, yeah, like I was talking about, the way that it's taught to Boy Scouts is leave no trace. I've also heard it um, leave every place better than you found it. And so what that means is while you're camping, clean up all of your own shit. If you notice that there's extra trash or something that was left there that you didn't do, be that guy that just picks it up real quick because it could end up hurting somebody or an animal. Yeah, like the stuff that we found today by the bush when we were in the canyons. Like Like somebody left something and it was like rotten fruit or something. Right. Or something that wasn't compostable at least it don't look that way so but it looked extremely moldy which it was just in the process of breaking down but yeah it's just all like clean up after yourself right and then uh with fires especially in recent years with uh wildfire seasons increasing in length global uh, warming global warming doing what it does i'm not here to debate and argue that yeah global warming exists I'm sorry if you disagree, but you should probably go get learned. Um, But yeah, so when you light a fire, make sure you're doing it safely. So before you start trying to light the fire, make sure that you have sufficient water to put that fire out on deck, just in case. Um, And safely also means in a designated fire pit. And you guys can look uh, on government websites, Bureau of Land Management websites, to see what, if any, fire restrictions are in your area. If it says you cannot have any open flames, that's not up for debate. They're not doing it to make you feel bad or to make you have a bad time. They're doing it to save millions of trees, animals, and human lives. Yeah, and it's, you know, guys, this is, like, basic science. Where do we get oxygen? From plants, you know? It's basic, so it's, like, if we're doing this stuff that's harming them and killing them, breaking them down, like, that's... That's affecting us, too. So if you're like, well, this doesn't affect me, yes, it does, you know? You're you're definitely gonna die without that kind of stuff, so... Um, Yeah. Is it just so you just pour water onto the fire? You you just pour water, and don't just pour a little water. Don't just say, oh, well, you know, I don't see any smoke coming out, and I don't see any red, so it must be out. Um, Because there could be coals underneath that are still combustible temperatures. The more the better, right? The more the better. Yeah, I know we're trying to save water, but... We're trying to save water, but at the same time, especially if you've got a creek or something nearby, all you got to do is... Go fill a bucket a few times, bring it over. Once a pond starts forming, that means that there's nothing that's boiling off water anymore, and you're fine. That's good to know. Very simple thing, you guys. This isn't like pitching a tent, for example. (laughs) This is just, you know, putting out a fire and putting a lot of water on it. Nope. Um, And then with equipment, we basically went over that. 
yeah. most of it already. I, so, I, I mean, just to kind of go over again, you obviously, for tent camping, you're going to need a tent, sleeping bag, um, trying to have a tent pillow, extra blankets for padding. If you can get an air mattress, especially one with a frame or a cot, those will improve your uh, experience significantly. Can we please do that? Yeah, I'm looking into it, but the double wides are like 200 bucks. Oh, shit. Um, you want to make sure that you have equipment to cook with, cook on, eat with, eat on, and equipment to clean up. So, and water. And water. Water is essential. So you can clean all that stuff. As, At least rinse it, right? Yeah. As a general rule of thumb, if you are not showering while you're gone, I believe... Um, two gallons per person per day is the recommendation just to have for sanitizing hands, cooking, and, um, drinking. Okay. Cool. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty much it. Everybody's not, don't gonna... Don't make it that hard. Cause... Yeah, like, everyone's gonna have it <laughs> on flow. Some people are just gonna go and take a bunch of prepackaged food and munch on chips and pop tarts yeah that's okay i mean that way you're not making anything really dirty and you're not making stuff but i mean if you want to that's cool as well and i think i mean personally if you've never been maybe it is a good option to go with someone who knows how to camp well for the first time. Absolutely. And then, like, the next time, if you do want to go by yourself or with people who aren't as experienced, you got it, right? Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of just common sense. Maybe not. Maybe... I know there are people who are, like, go-getters. They're like, I want to try everything for the first time on my own so I can go... Which is okay, but at the same time, it could possibly be dangerous and you might not have enough supplies and what you need, so... Right. But, yeah, that's pretty much our episode on camping. Um, Thank you all for listening. If you, you know, you can go ahead and follow us at Hardly Adult Pod on Instagram. And uh, my personal Instagram is Minya underscore Duravic26. Any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, you can just message us. What is your social media? I mean, Instagram. Uh, At Drew Drew1140. And then, of course, you guys can always reach out to us and find more content online at hardlyadult.blog. Thanks, guys. Um, please rate, review, share, and subscribe. And, you know, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.